The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Pond Ambassador Sports Talk Show. We are live. I am in the studio. This is Jimmy Lachey. It is Monday. It's a great Monday, President's Day. Happy President's Day to everyone out there, uh, out here in the world, all my listeners, everyone who's tuning in. Happy holiday to you all. I understand a lot of you all probably got the day off of work, but obviously we are, I'm in studio, that is, and Kwame Lasseter should be calling in here, joining us in here really really soon. Dougie B, uh, I believe he's off the lines today as well, but a bunch of news, a bunch of Sports news, I should say, to follow up on the weekend. Uh, very eventful weekend, especially in the NBA world. Uh, one of the biggest news stories surrounding the NBA, I guess I guess you should say. Uh, yeah, All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend took over uh, the state of New York, the city of New York, specifically New York City. Uh, I had events at Madison Square Garden, also at the Barclays Center, where the Brooklyn Nets um, play their home games at. And also that was where the All Star Game was played at last night. Great entertainment, a lot of a lot of celebrities, a lot of stars out out and about uh, at the at the game. A lot of fashion. Um, that was one of the. I think this year was the first ever like NBA All Star Weekend fashion show. And actually, the players got to participate in the fashion show. Um, not only just the All Star players, but players around the NBA, along with uh, some celebrities. Uh, also, some live performances out there. In New York City, but the biggest speculation, the biggest story, I guess you could say, it's around around the uh, last season's M- NBA MVP winner, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had an issue with the media, kind of the same sense as a Marshawn Lynch statement, where basically uh, Kevin Durant just took a straight shot, straight aim at the media, saying, "You guys really don't know." Stuff and he used another word, but I'm not going to use that because today is President's Day, it's a holiday. So, and then he went on to say, You know, to be honest, I'm only here talking to you all because I have to, you know, to finish this quote. He was saying, So, I really don't care. Y'all not my friends. You're going to write what you want to write. You're going to love us one day and hate us the next. And that's part of it. So, I just learned how to deal with y'all. And that's any quote. I back up Durant 100% of this. And he the, the whole question really came behind the uh, security, the job of Scott Brooks, the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And seeing, you know, speculation of people are talking, you know, he might get fired, this might be his last year. You know, talks, rumors were started about, uh, about a couple years ago about Scott Brooks' job saying, you know, he can't get over that hump, he can't really push him. OKC to a championship, and he's always running into 
you know, the San Antonio Spurs or tough team like Memphis Grizzlies um, that the OKC has been losing to the last few years, mostly the Spurs. And, you know, I'm now as a player, as MVP candidate player, you get tired of that. You get tired of hearing it, hearing your coach get thrown around in the media, being talked about. Kevin Durant's obviously still a young guy, so he pays a lot of attention to the media world, Twitter, reads a lot of articles. Um, he's been, you know, Kevin Durant's been speaking out his mind a lot, rather through social media or, you know, just going, rather than social media or even uh, some of his press conferences and pre post-game, pre-game conferences as well, interviews. Kevin Durant has been lashing out. He's not been holding his tongue lately. You know, coming into the NBA, looking at Kevin Durant, I thought he was, you know, a shy guy, just loves to play ball, uh, just a gym rat, can't get him out the court, which he still is. You know, he loves shooting even when he's injured. He's been dealing with a tough season thus far, sitting out a lot of games, more games than he has ever sat out in the NBA season just yet. So he's a little bumped and bruised up. So hearing a lot of that around the media, plus the whole speculation of him not really coming back to OKC, not really staying in OKC for his future, Um, you know, He's just been taking a lot of criticism from the media. And the reason is that because with LeBron James going home back to Cleveland, Kevin Durant made a statement, you know, he's proud of LeBron going back home. He's proud of LeBron going back to Cleveland. He understands what the man is going through. It's always great to go back home and represent your city, the city that, you know, that you build up, that you build around with that whole saga story. And Kevin Durant backed that up. So a lot of the Washington, D.C. media – has been picking it up for, you know, pushing for Durant to come home. It's been fans making signs, memorabilia being built, T-shirts being handed out, Durant 2016, Washington, D.C., come home, come to your city, come to back home to your state. And, yeah, the Wizards have put in quite a team together since uh, Durant had first started off in OKC when – Actually, he was in Seattle when he got drafted, but, you know, the Washington Wizards, they weren't even heard of. I even think that they were still even going to have a team uh, come around this time of season. Their name was being shopped around by many uh, different cities for them to pick up, and it looks like they're going to stay stay put in, in the nation's capital. And, you know, I think in 2016 it will be a great story to see once again another Terrific NBA uh, MVP candidate, face of the NBA, you know, taking his talents back home, playing in front of his city, his crowd. That's a great, that's a lovely deal to talk about, lovely story to put together. John Wallace there holding it down along with Bradley Bill. They got a young, young little core group of talent. Otto Porter being drafted. He went to Georgetown, which he basically just stayed at home, went across the street. And he got picked up by the Wizards in the draft. So they got a nice little nucleus core coming together. And then you have some veterans like a Paul Pierce, who's uh, who's in there as well, along with uh, some big man down low with the name, Gortat. It's a great core group of talent there in Washington. So I see, you know, I wouldn't be mad if Durant even hesitates, even thinks about going to Washington, D.C., even though he loves being the man out there in Oklahoma City. He has made... His name in the Midwest, in the South Midwest, part of the U.S. Uh, first started off by going to Texas, and now he's in Oklahoma City, which is not that far away from one another. That fan base is all about Kevin Durant, all in that area. They love him. 
So I see why he wouldn't leave as well. And he has a good, great team, well, OKC, great coach, Scott Brooks. I mean, I think he's one of the top coaches in the NBA. He does get talked down upon a lot, but, I mean, look at the teams you got to compete against. Look at these coaches out on the West Coast that you have to go against. I mean, you're talking about Greg Popovich, uh, 1,000 wins in his career now, and probably the best NBA all-around NBA coach in modern-day era, uh, along with, you know, Steve Kerr and the great coaching deal that he has done out there in OKC. Then you have teams like Memphis, Dallas. You can't. Can't forget about uh, Dallas as head coach. Uh, I mean, it's it's numerous teams out there in the West. It's hard to compete with. And so Scott Brooks does take the downfall because he has, quote-unquote, the best player in the NBA and then the most energized, the most athletic player in the NBA, and Russell Westbrook, who took home the 2015 NBA MVP award for the All-Star game. Uh, and he set a, what, All-Star game first-half record of 27 points, Ended up with the whole game, 41 points. I think he was a couple points shy of breaking the NBA uh, NBA All-Star game record of most points, even though it, it really doesn't mean anything to me in my eyes. Uh, yeah, for those guys, you know, to sit back after all said and done saying, yeah, I had the most points during the uh, All-Star break, the All-Star games. I mean, that's a huge deal. But when it comes down to, you know, what's more important. It's the championships. It's the playoff runs. It's getting your team healthy, getting your group of guys ready to ready to go to war because now the real NBA season starts. In a couple games, well, a couple weeks, about 30, I would say about 30, 35 games left in the NBA for each team on average before the playoffs. So you're going to start seeing some real basketball being played. Well, back to the whole speculation around Durant and the whole media. He took a lot of backlash in OKC uh, last season when the media came at him hard. I think he had a couple bad games in the playoffs, and they called him Mr. Unreliable. And I freaking, I took a step back, and I was like, wow. For what Kevin Durant has done for the city of Oklahoma City, the town, the, the Thunder organization, period, ever since the days in Seattle even. I mean, this guy has saved that whole franchise, that whole when he was in Seattle and when he has now come into Oklahoma City. And for what he has done, won the NBA MVP, took him to a championship a couple years ago, always in the playoff contention, always having one of the best records, backing up, you know, everyone on the roster. They don't they never had really a deep bench to compete with in the West. But they always they they had some great good talented players, but at the same time keeping Russell Westbrook head in line as well. You know, Durant takes a lot of backlash on that because you got a guy that chucks up about almost twenty five shots a game, being a point guard position. And you know, that's a lot to deal with, but Durant handles it pretty well. He handles it quite well. And now he's getting tired of it. Now you're taking shots at his coach and you know, he has to deal with it. He's the face of the franchise, so of course it comes to his attention. So I see why you know, he had the time of day to, you know, come out his shell and say what he has to say. And I think I relate this to Marshawn Lynch because Marshawn Lynch always said, you know what, you know why I'm here. You know, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Y'all want me to talk. The NBA obviously wants me to talk because I'm one of the face of the franchise. I am NBA MVP, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I know I'm doing my job. But at the same time, you know, Durant, he was being straight up honest. You guys are not my friends. 
You know, you're going to write whatever you want to write. You're going to have my back one day. The next day, you're going to hate me and want to diss, diss me so bad. And not only me, my coaches, my teammates, Russell Westbrook in particular, a lot, who I'm a huge fan of. So I was actually excited to see him get the NBA uh, All-Star Game MVP last night, and he played lights out, but he takes a lot of backlash to the media. And I love I loved Russell Westbrook and the game that he brings. But – at the same time, you know, it all falls back on Kevin Durant. It's all, you're the face, you're the guy to blame. And, yeah, this probably is pretty frustrating for the guy who put this whole city, this whole organization on his back and, you know, led them to where they are now. And then to have, you know, just just to see, you know, the local media around Oklahoma City call him Mr. Unreliable, which is it just doesn't make sense at all. I mean, this guy played lights out, always in the All-Star game, getting votes. And if he's not getting voted, the coaches obviously know his game, and that's how he got voted in this season with him being injured. But at the same time, I mean, why? Why come at He's, what, 25, 26 years old, already MVP, uh, already an MVP winner. Next up is the championship, which he has already gone to one. And it's f- trying to fight over the hump of beating San Antonio in the seven-game series. They are on their way. And what I love about Durant is that he motivates. This helps him motivate. He takes a lot of negative backlash. I remember him and the Twitter beef between him and D-Wade. I think it was last year. Yeah, the beginning of last season, him and D-Wade talking about, uh, you know, Kevin Durant was giving praise to James Harden, saying he's the best two-guard in the NBA. Dwayne Wade was like, well, I got the rings, which is true. But at the same time, talent-wise, all around, James Harden, I think he's deserving of the MVP award this season thus far, even though it's only been the first half. I think he deserves to get the MVP award. I know you Curry fans have a lot to say about that, but Stephen Curry has a lot more help than um, James Harden does. James Harden is doing all alone. He's winning. Ball games winning in the West, even though Curry is probably the most unstoppable player in the NBA. Um even up there with LeBron James, I mean, it's hard to stop a guy like Steph Curry. He could pull up from anywhere in the gym in his straight cash. You don't know what he's going to do. He can facilitate. He's also leading the league in assists. But he has a lot of help. He has some shooters around him. He has some big men, David Lee, uh, Bogut, Draymond Green's playing out of this world, Harrison Barnes. I mean, that team is stacked, along with Andre Iguodala as well. And then... You know, with, with the Houston Rockets, James Harden, he's doing all he can. Dwight Howard's always injured. Uh, you know, Chandler Parsons, he departed to Dallas last season. So, you know, he, he's working around with a whole new whole new group this season. And, you know, he's keeping them in, poten- in tensions to, you know, trying to get that overall number one seat. And I think, you know, that's why I give James Harden a lot of praise. I back up Durant once again because James Harden is the best two guard in the NBA and hopefully you know a lot of people you know will start joining his bandwagon even though Curry he's he's doing his thing I love how so many commercials was around Stephen Curry not around like LeBron James per se so much you know that's what you used to see in year of the year all-star week and the best player get all the commercials and it's great it's a great deal to see how many commercials I mean every time I change the channel every time I it was a commercial break during the all-star game itself it was Stephen Curry which I give a lot of praise to his marketing, his media team is is doing their thing. But Kevin Durant, he's taking a lot, 
a lot of criticism, and he doesn't deserve it. Calling him Mr. Unreliable last season, I, I thought that was just insane. I mean, this guy dealt with so much while coming into Seattle. The franchise, you know, about to get cut off. They get moved from Seattle to Oklahoma City. He has to deal with that. And, you know, for them to take shots, the media to take shots at Durant and, you know, his head coach, Scott Brooks, that's a lot to put on a guy. 26 years old, carrying the franchise. If not, you got to praise this man. Show this guy some respect. He's beating out LeBron James for an NBA MVP race. Not a lot of people can say that right now. Um, Not a lot of people can actually do it as well. You know, and Durant also, you know, quote, was saying, my first few years in the league, he was just trying to find himself. And he think that most of the time he reacted based off of what everybody else was saying, wanted him to do, what they viewed him as a person. And what he's saying is, I'm just learning to be himself, himself, not worrying about what everybody else says. I'm going to take my mistakes. And he has backed that up. And I continue his quote. He's just saying, I just want to show the kids out there that athletes, entertainers, whoever, so-called celebrities, we aren't robots. We go through emotions, go through feelings, and I am just trying to express mine and trying to help people along the way. I, I am not going to sit here and tell that, tell you that I am the guy that is programmed to say the right stuff all the time and have politically correct answers. I am done with that. I'm just trying to be me and continue to grow as a man. End of quote. I respect that as a man. As a straight straight up man, I respect him to say, you know, say this to the media, saying this, you know, kids don't look at me as just a robot. It's not. It's more to that, and that reminds me of you know the same structure that Marshawn Lynch, the same message that he was trying to present. As athletes, we are not role models. We are not robots. We are not structured for, for what you see from what the media present us out there. Whether it's on magazine covers, uh, storylines kids shows this is not really us this is what we have to do but at the same time it's not us as a person and at the same time the media can take that away from you as a man and Kevin Durant Marshawn Lynch I praise both of these guys because they step up and say you know what media you're not gonna you're not gonna diss me you're not gonna make me stand as a negative person I am who I am you know I was here before you all came came along and I'm here gonna be here after way after than when you retire Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We got to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to talk more about the NBA uh, All-Star Weekend, great slam dunk competition, uh, some NFL talk as well. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Yeah. Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Ready, Ron? Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live, we are in studio. It is Monday, President's Day. Great to be here. Glad I'm here. Give me Lachey is here in the studio. Everyone else is enjoying their President's Day, their day off. I'm in studio, though. I'm here. Before the break, I was discussing uh, kind of all-star talk. A lot of uh, Durant, Kevin Durant coming at the media, taking aims, taking shots at the media. Of course, the media is going to say that about themselves, that Durant was taking shots at them. Honestly, these players don't really care. You're at a whole superstar level. They care less about the media. Durant said it best. We're not friends. You have nothing to do with how many shots I'm going to take in the game. You have nothing to do with my game plan. You have nothing to do with me beating San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs. You have nothing to do with me trying to get healthy. None of that. You're just trying to portray me as something that I'm not. And as a man, I'm going to step up and, t- and do what I have to do, say what I have to say to respect my name as a, as a, as a man. And I totally just back that up. A lot of trade rumors are being tossed, tossed around in the second half of the NBA season. About to jump off. Well, it's already past the second half, but uh, NBA trade trade deadline is coming up. And it's been a few little moves here and there. Uh, but a lot of names are being tossed around, some big names as well. Uh, one of the biggest names, I'm driving uh, up to the studio, just coming down to the 10 here and out here in the Phoenix. And I look up and see a big, biggest billboard on the freeway. And... You know, I just look, it just catches my eye. It obviously has all the lights, glitz, and glamour all over it. And the player that I see on there is Goran Dragic. And, you know, this guy has really been the face of this uh, put-together Phoenix Suns roster. They kind of just put this team, you know, all together, different pieces here and there, adding the Morris Twins, signing a lot of free agent moves, a lot of trades as well. And just to see Goran Dragic's faces up there, and I'm like, man, he he definitely deserves it. You know, he's been the guy for the Phoenix Suns for quite some time, for the last uh, what, two and a half seasons. Got a lot of praise last season, uh, making, what, all third NBA team. Uh, this guy's playing lights out. I thought he deserved the NBA All-Star uh, roster spot last season, but unfortunately, uh, playing in the West, you're not going to get it. And so... Not only that, that mixes in with him being one of the most notable names to be traded on trade deadline. And I know, or before trade deadline, and I know last week, uh, Dougie B had asked me a question one day. And he asked, you know, on air, we talked about it, which of the guards in Phoenix right now, 
since they're battling that A spot. And we both made the statement that, you know, I, I think they have too much backcourt talent. Not enough minutes can be moved around for that talent. Somebody has to go. And basically, I raised the finger for Isaiah Thomas. No disrespect to Isaiah Thomas. He can compete with Eric Bledsoe, Dragic, if, uh, if not the same, even better on some nights. Um, he's had incredible games off the bench where he's leading a um, scoring run for this unit with all three point guards in the game at the same time. I mean, he's being asked a lot for it on his defensive end. And so because of his size, what, he's like 5'10", five, 5'9", five, five, at the most. He's a little guy, but he's quick. So um, I'm thinking, you know, you sign this guy in the offseason, yeah, you sign him free agent-wise, and you just sign Eric Bledsoe, you just sign Dragic, back to their deals in the offseason. And obviously this three-point guard deal is not going to work. It's not going to work right now. It's not going to work in longevity because these teams out here in the West, they're loaded with big men. And Phoenix don't have necessarily playoff potential big man that can take a beating can hold up can fight for seven games I just don't see it not only that just for the rest of this NBA season Marquise both of the Morris twins and especially in Marquise has developed their game exceptionally this season I mean they're playing lights out but now it's time to get towards the end of the season the beginning of the season is over when you're feeling fresh and new you have other guys you know benching their players resting their main guys they're going to start playing more minutes. So you run into teams like Memphis now. Uh, you go into teams like the Clippers with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. You're going to have to really face front with these guys night in night out. Then you got to take a trip over to Houston where Dwight Howard is coming back. And Terrence Jones is now back on the court. I mean, they you have to battle with those big men as well. And then not let, let that alone. I mean, you got to take trips out, out to Chicago, Cleveland, uh, Chicago big men, both Noah and Gasol, are, you know, they're starting to come into their own with Chicago finally coming there, bringing their whole deal together. Phoenix, they need some help down low. And that three-point guard shakeup right now that they present, I mean, it, it, it works. It does work, you know, quite some time for little runs here and there. But for the money that those guys are getting paid, you're going to have to keep those guys on the court. I mean, you sign these guys to big deals, bigger contracts. You got to keep those guys like that on the court, which they try to do and get them in, gets them into a lot of trouble. And they try to use that three-point guard group just to, you know, slow down a, uh, the talks about, you know, having to help their big man, especially with Alex Lynn going out with an ankle injury. He's always injury-prone since the day he got drafted. And they're time after, so they're they're really lacking in the big man sense. And I think if you throw Isaiah Thomas' name around, you can possibly get a decent big man. Look at Cleveland; they got they picked up um, Tim Timothy Moskov, and he's been incredible. He's been a perfect fit since uh, Verzal went down in Cleveland. Even though they gave up a first round draft pick, I mean they already had two or three already coming up next season. I think it was. Yeah, they had two, and they traded away one. So it's not like they lost a first-round draft pick or all their first-round draft picks. They have another one still in handy. So you look at a team like Cleveland, and you know they don't have a, they don't they don't grab a big name big man. But at the same time, I mean, he's a big body. He's a guy who 
yeah, you can throw in there 30 minutes a night and bang with, you know, your Mark Gasols, your Zach Randolphs, your Pal Gasol. You know, he, he can go body to body with these guys probably for about 30 minutes, not not the whole 48, but he gives you that 30, 35 minutes of, you know, straight poundage. Then you have Miles Plumley coming off the bench as well. And along with if Lynn gets healthy, I mean, that's a big guy in himself. But he's he's super young. And then the Morris twins, you know, it gives them ability to step out and be that stretch forward that they both can be and a more threat. And also, hey, give the guy Gerald Green more minutes. I mean, this guy, you know, he has games where he's putting up 20-plus points off the bench, and then you rest him, you don't play him as much the next game out, and, you know, that builds frustration with him because he's like, man, you're playing this three-point guard roster or this three-point guard lineup that doesn't work all the time. And really frustrates. But, yeah, coming in, driving in, just to see Dragic's, you know, his image up there on the billboard, I'm like, man, there's no way this guy can leave Phoenix. And Doug actually, Dougie B actually called out and said, you know, I would I would go with Dragic. I would trade Dragic away. And I'm like, no, there's no way. He's like the Steve Nash out here. Like, this guy, he's, he's everybody loves him. He's incredible. And I started to think, well, if you trade a guy like Dragic away – you can get a well-known name. You can get a well-known name, big man. You can possibly look towards Detroit with Greg Monroe. I think him and Dragas, that would be a fair trade. Uh, Brooke, Brooke Lopez out there in Brooklyn. Rory Hibbert's name is also being tossed around. Taj Gibson. I mean, and some big men out there who are names being rumored around for the trade deadline. And a guy like Dragic can bring you a star. He can bring you a star name in if you, you know, put him up on the trade blocks just to see. But I would hate to see Dragic go because he is he has put Phoenix where they're at. Last season, beginning of last season, they were projected to win 18 games. It came out won 50 plus or 40 plus games. I think they won over 45 games last season and almost made the playoffs, fighting for that AC all the way into the end of the season. And a lot of that had to do with Goran Dragic. A lot of that every night in, night out. I mean, this guy was putting up 20-plus points, plus a couple assists, eight, nine assists a game. I mean, he was playing lights out. Very deserving of that uh, all-third NBA team, even though he didn't make the playoff or all-star roster. I mean, this guy, it's hard to see a guy like that go for them to even be in the playoff potential because of what he has done. But like I said, you can you can definitely get a name from him. It's a business. It's the NBA. Sorry, we love you. Appreciate your time that you did here, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do. We need – Phoenix definitely needs a big man, and I think that's what their front office is thinking. One of these three guards got to go. They're, it's too big of a contract. I mean, yeah, they can afford all three of them right now, but it's too big of a contract right now. And two, it's – you you just signed Bledsoe, who I think he's not going anywhere. When he's healthy, I mean, I think he's top 10 point guards in the NBA. You can quote me on that. I mean, this, he's sensational. And when Eric Bledsoe is healthy, when he's playing at his top potential, it's hard to see. It. You you can't trade a guy like that away. Dragas, same deal. And in my mind, it's like, ah. yeah, he came out of nowhere, and he really saved the day for this team. And he was get he got a lot of respect before um, coming to Phoenix and bringing the name that he did. He got a lot of respect around the NBA, the NBA players wise, and 
you know, he pretty much, like I said before, he just saved the day for for the Phoenix Suns, for the whole franchise. Then Isaiah Thomas, he's quick, he's little, but, you know, I, I really don't see him, you know, doing too much on the defensive end when you have that three-point guard lineup in. But if you keep him, yeah, he can definitely, him and Bledsoe can definitely start. And when Bledsoe and Dragos was in that one-two punch, that was incredible. That was hard to stop. It's hard to defend, though, when you got two point guards in the game. And then you're playing a guy, you're going up a, a, a team, uh, per se, like like Houston Rockets, like Portland, who has a Damian Lillard who's going to go at you all night. And then plus Wesley Matthews, great defender, also going to go at you on the offensive end who could post you up and do a lot of damage because his body size. So a guy like Gerald Green you could throw in there who can you know defend guys like that and also gives you praise on the offensive end as well. Gives you some excitement, brings some energy to the Suns that's well needed because they have laps and times in the games where they just lose a lot of energy and fall apart and then boom, last second shot, ball game. Definitely, I would go for big man first for Phoenix. Dragic's name being tossed around out there. You got uh, – and, and Dougie B, you know, he hit it right on the point. And I really started thinking, like, man, there's no way they could tr- trade this guy. He's he's the face right now. With Bledsoe going down, this guy was the man. But it is the NBA. It's all it's, – it's a business. It's nothing personal. Thank you for what you have done. But, you know, if, if we got to – part your way, then you got to go. Because obviously they, they're not going to keep all three of these point guards. Other names that's being tossed around is uh, obviously Brooke Lopez out there in Brooklyn. And, you know, he he can splash it to a lot of play, places. Uh, a lot of teams are really trying to go after him, per se, like the Phoenix Suns. The Lakers' names have been tossed around. Uh, some slight little rumors talking about Kevin Love as well. Kevin Love to Brooklyn for, you know, Lopez bringing him into Cleveland. That'll be a stretch. I don't think that's going to happen. But the rumors, you know, anything can happen. Anything goes. Um, Yeah, I think Lopez is probably the second biggest name behind Dragic, rumor-wise. These two players, that name's been, you know, their contracts are coming up, especially with Lopez and, like, the big man Roy Hibbert, Greg Monroe. They're almost they're they're about to be free agents by next season, and you know a lot of teams are looking to trade them with the deadline coming up. Some rumors, you know, that the Knicks are looking towards Brook Lopez as well, which they they just need to restart because that triangle out there with Phil Jackson trying to run it ain't working, it ain't happening, not anytime soon. I don't believe so. And Carmelo flirting around talking about if he should shut it down for the NBA season or whatnot after the All-Star game. Uh, no doubt about that. No questions even asked. He definitely should shut it down. But it's a lot of free agents. This free agent list is going to be pretty impactful uh, once the summer hit. And the trade deadline, I think you're going to see some big names being tossed around uh, here and here out in these last, what, couple of days before the, uh, before the trade deadline is up. And you got to make trades because if you fall in a hole, you know, per se, like the Orlando Magic, they're still in a hole. They're still getting rid of coaches, you know, trying to blame it on the coaching. Got rid of Jock Vaughn and, you know, scrambling around for a new coach as well. Look at Sacramento. They're blaming on the coach. Got rid of their head coach, even though DeMarcus Cousins loved that guy. Bringing in George Carl made, you know, Cousins really, you know, questionable. Like, hey, like, you guys didn't even want to get my input. You know, I'm supposed to be the face of the franchise, 
and you didn't you didn't even ask for my input. So you know his name, he's gonna probably want to get traded here anytime soon, if not this season, then definitely next season. You go hear the rumors picked up about his name, about him wanting to get out of Sacramento. I don't necessarily think he wants to, but depending on how this coaching, this new coaching way goes, depending on how George Carl Carl mixes, you know, DeMarcus Cousins around in that lineup, it's going to depend and see if those rumors start to pop up. So I definitely get it. The NBA world is it's going to go through some more changes as, you know, this same time when LeBron named, LeBron threw his name over to uh, Miami a couple years ago with bringing in Bosch. That whole deal, that summer was freaking crazy. You didn't know who was going where and when. But uh, this offseason is definitely going to be the same. I think this trade trade deadline is going to save a lot of money. If you're an owner, if you're a general manager, you get a chance right now to save a lot of money. Don't put yourself in the same hole Orlando did. And they got rid of Dwight Howard. Same deal. Hey, look at the Lakers as well. Same deal with the Lakers. You put yourself in the hole, it's going to be hard to get out of it. Because teams are not going to want to come to places where there's no superstar, where there's no really star who can play in a team matter. Yeah, the Lakers still have Kobe Bryant. He's one of the yeah biggest one of the biggest names in the NBA still to this day. But nobody wants to go play with just Kobe. They want to go play with a team that they can mix and match around with. Especially when you're a star and you want to you know push your game to that superstar level in a bigger city and bigger network. Like L.A., Orlando has a pretty good uh, network as well, but no one wants to go down there and be, you know, be a star. It's kind of hard to become a superstar in Orlando when you don't have, you know, potential or you don't have, you know, a younger core group that's coming together. Yeah, they got some talented players down there. Oh, no doubt about it. They have uh, – you've seen Victor Oladipo in the uh, slam dunk contest. I mean, besides his vocal skills, I mean, this guy – he has a lot of game. He has a lot of athleticism, and he's young, though. He's still young. It's his second year in the NBA. He's, he's starting to catch on. He has to be more consistent with it, but it's hard that you. It's hard to do that as a young guy, you know, who's not really looked at as an offensive threat with this offensive-driven NBA game nowadays. It's hard to be the offensive threat 82 games out the year, night in, night out, uh, with back-to-back games. It's hard to do that, especially with you not really being an offensive, you know, threat coming into the NBA he's known for his defense at Indiana and you know he could score from here and here and there you know uh, because his you know athleticism it backs up helps him get to the hole it helps him you know his scoring abilities shows because how athletic Victor Oladipo Oladipo is but can't really put him at the face he's not really that superstar he's on his way yeah but Get him like a star to put in there. Get him a veteran to come in. Uh, like a LaMarcus Aldridge would be great. Brooke Lopez, maybe he could mix and match playing off of him. One of the biggest teams that I take a notice of, especially with the All-Star break and looking at the young, you know, young teams, uh, was that the young game, the uh, world, versus, uh, world versus U.S. game uh, with the rookie sophomores. A lot of 76ers were presented. In that game, yeah, we all know that you know they're been mixed around about the whole tanking issue. Are they the real deal? Are they just going to look to lose to win later on? And I think their formula formula is starting to work. They have some big names, some guys who are standing out, who are playing exceptional basketball, and also they have that younger draft pick guy, the guy who haven't taken the court yet, 
who's going through the same deal as the New Orleans Noel did last season, Joel Embiid. We saw the way he played at Kansas last year. I think he would have won player of the year if it wasn't for his back issues. We're going to take another break. Coming up, we're going to come up in our last segment. We're going to finish talks about the 76. There's also some rumors around the NFL. And, yeah, we're going to complete this whole NBA All-Star Game talk. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the last segment of Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live in studio, I'm live in studio, Demi Lachey. Kwame Lasher, you will will be back in studio tomorrow. Just gave me throughout a text saying it's President's Day. Dot dot dot. I was like, okay, thanks. Really appreciate that. So he will be back tomorrow, probably along with Dougie B as well. Uh, last segment, it's Monday. Finish up some more talk about here in the NBA talk. Uh, like I was saying before break, talking about seventy sixers. They're really, I think their formulas really starting to come together. What I do hope that they consider is take the notes from Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich took a young core group of talent, kept them around for years and years and years, and championships are now being made and being placed. 76ers can take a just take a page out of that. Just look into that. You have a young core group. Keep Michael Carter-Williams there. Keep Robert Covington there. He's an exceptional wing player, young guy. He's developing into a – you know, to one of one of the best young wing players in the NBA right now. Keep that core group there. 
You have Joel Embiid, who's getting healthier and healthier each day. He hasn't taken the court yet, but I think he'll be just fine in the NBA. Look at New Orleans Noel. He took a whole year off, and he's cementing in pretty well into the 76ers lineup. Yeah, they have a young – you guys are very young over there. But at the same time, if you all stay together and build upon, get to know each other more, you're going to be a deal to reckon with, especially in the East, where it's easier to make the playoffs than the West. Thank God you all are not in the West Coast because there will be no chance you will have to split that team up as soon as possible. I'm pulling. I got to hope. I miss seeing the 76ers, uh, you know, miss seeing Philadelphia in the playoffs, especially in the days back when Iverson used to drive them to the playoffs to the finals year after year. Miss those days. Love to see Michael Carter-Williams lead that team, lead that organization back into the playoffs. This week coming out, uh, big, huge week in NFL, NFL combine, especially for the young guys who are just finishing up their college football careers, are making that next jump. And this uh, the NFL combine, which is always thrown in Indianapolis at the uh, Colts facility at Lucas Oil Stadium, ready to jump off this week. Some huge names uh, are being, you know, brought upon who's trying to raise the draft stock and, you know, who can jump a few rounds, hopefully, or not at least jump jump a few uh, predictions in their uh, rankings or whatnot in their own position rights. Uh, a lot of names are being thrown around and being presented in, in Indianapolis this week. Uh, so we'll start off, you know, at the quarterback position. I'm looking at some big names right now who I want to see. Um, we already know about Marcus Mariota. We know what he can do. Um, Jameis Winston and I, yeah, we know You know them two are fighting for that one-two, which they probably are not going to present their whole deal. They're going to wait to their, of course, their uh, their camp day where they actually, uh, you know, where they actually going to show their skills at their own given schools. You know, they like kind of how Johnny Menzel, you know, really didn't do much last year in the uh, combine, just did his, you know, his measurements, uh, did some media talk. Um, and then just waited for his own pro day, you know, that the pro day at their own, uh, at their own facility to perform. And last year he performed with the shoulder pads, the helmets. And I think that really showed him going into the first round. Otherwise he would have been drafted, you know, second, third round, you know, it really helped him out. And I think James Winston, you have to find your way, uh, Marcus Mariota, you're going to have to find your way in these pro combines and these pro days, you know, to really find that glitch of what NFL teams are nagging you on. For Jameis Winston, it's going to be the media. He's going to have a lot of pressure on the media, the way he presents himself. And, you know, can he handle, you know, a lot of dirt being dissed around? Can, you know, you look at Manti Teo and his uh, combine day, about the whole girlfriend issue when he was back in Notre Dame. And I think he handled it pretty well at, at the Combine. He handled the media talk, you know, extremely well. And he did a great job. His camp did a great job presenting that, which his name didn't drop in the uh, prediction of the NFL draft. And now he's playing, you know, lights out for the Chargers out there in San Diego. Same deal can happen with Jameis. I think you present yourself in the media fine. You've been keeping your nose clean for the last couple of months. Surprisingly, unfortunately, we have to say surprisingly because usually it was week after week, you know, month after month. It was like, always an issue, but you can keep your nose pretty clean. And I hope, you know, that you can keep that, you know, throughout and handle the media. 
So some big names that I want to see out of the quarterback positions is who I think they're probably going to, you know, have to do every skill set in order to help their draft stock at the combine and also at the pro days. Uh, one huge name, he's actually from uh, Arizona out here in the Valley, is Brett Hundley, you know, in front of Chandler area. I love to see him. You know, his draft stock kind of dropped throughout the season because UCLA surprisingly had a disappointing season. I thought their name was going to be tossed around with the uh, hope to sneak in that top four national championship run, you know, if they can handle Oregon in the Pac-12 and also, you know, beat a team like Arizona State and beat Stanford, beat the bigger names because of Brett Hundley. Fortunately, they didn't have a successful season. But he gets a chance to, you know, redeem himself. You know, after last season's run, I thought he was going to put his name in a draft last year. But, you know, he, he stuck around for a whole another year. And, yeah, his, I think he's one of the biggest names to look after on that draft day. Also, uh, Nick Marshall. A lot of teams are going to want to see him throw the football. He's been known to run the football a lot, rushing attack, uh, especially in, you know, this new p- whole pistol offense, the way it's ran, and the shotgun, always in the shotgun. Love to see him go under center. With Nick Marshall coming out of Auburn, um, you know, led them to a national championship year before against Jameis Winston, the Florida State Seminoles, um, came up just short. But, uh, you know, I just want to see him throw the football more, see him get under center, run NFL, you know, under center, get under, uh, see if he can receive that snap. And also, you know, see how he throws from that, how he runs his play actions from being under center. A lot of NFL teams are going to look for him to do that as well. So Mariota, I don't think he's going to do much. Bryce Petty, uh, love to see that arm strength. A lot of people have talked about it. I think he's going to put that to test uh, a lot, uh, especially during the combine, his pro days. Blake Sims from Alabama, you know, is it just all about running or can he really play the quarterback position? He'll, he will be in Indianapolis as well. Uh, other quarterbacks to look out for it, Anthony Boone from Duke. You know, his name has been – raising you know last couple of seasons uh being at duke university changing changing <coughs> excuse me changing that whole program around love to see what he's going to do as well <coughs> moving on to the running back position now now i think this is the deepest running back class that nfl has had in quite some time i mean you got some talent back here in the running back position i would not be surprised if one to three guys get drafted in the first round, I, I wouldn't be surprised if six guys get drafted in uh, first and second round combined. Because it's this, I mean, this backfield is loaded with talent. And then some guys are going to be drafted, may get drafted, you know, at a uh, at the later rounds. And I look at, you know, later rounds of guys from smaller schools, uh, especially out of this D1AA. I played against this guy the last couple of years. Zach Zinner out of South Dakota State. He was in the same conference as I was. And, I mean, this guy could run the football, I think, with the best in the country. I mean, he had games where he had two, over 200 yards against uh, Big 12 teams, against Kansas State, against, uh, you know, year after year when they go play against, um, you know, the bigger schools along with North Dakota State, who won four national championships back to back to back to back. And John Crockett, they have their uh, running back in there as well. So love to see those two guys, you know, get some praise for the Missouri Valley. But moving on from those two, I mean, the bigger names who had a chance to go in the first round, who will be at the combine, will be Amir Abdullah from Nebraska, you know, along with 
Cameron Artist Payne out of Auburn. Dominique Brown name has been tossed around there as well. Malcolm Brown from Texas. Uh, then you have Tevin Coleman, who I think is the best all-around running back coming out of Indiana University. I think he's the best overall running back in this class. Uh, he might not have the praise. He might have been beat up a lot, you know, because he had to take so many carries for the Hoosiers. But, I mean, he's been sensational. Then you have bigger names like Melvin Gordon. I think he's definitely first-round draft pick along with Todd Gurley. Yeah, he had the injury, then he had the little incident. So depending on, you know, how his media talk is, I don't think he's going to perform that much in the combine necessarily. So look forward to his pro day more and Todd Gurley along with, you know, Alabama. I mean, they stay with running backs in the draft. Um, so T.J. Yeldon is finally getting his shot to the NFL. Uh, another big name is Carlos Williams for Florida State. I mean, I can go on and on. This list is incredible. Uh the guy, yeah, like I was saying, Ty Gurley. I mean, it, it, this is probably the the deepest draft board. Uh, name that we that I haven't heard from a long time is uh, Michael Dyer. You know, Louisville played with Cam Newton at Auburn, helped them win that national championship, especially win that national championship game. Uh, Michael Dyer was sensational. He's coming out. He transferred to, to a junior college and transferred into Louisville. After he left Auburn with issues, so I love to see you know how the way he handles that media as well. Uh, B.J. Catalan from Texas, Christian from TCU. I mean, these are some game, some names that have been you know shot up the board this season. David Cobb out of Minnesota, Mike Davis out of South Carolina. I mean, this this draft class is just deep. Langford from Michigan State. Forgot about that beast. I mean, he's a horse. He's been carrying Michigan State for quite some time. Not only this will be arguably one of the deepest uh, positions, along with the wide receiver class, uh, some big, some pretty big names uh, being tossed around. Mari Cooper, of course. I don't think he's going to do much. He's probably going to get a few measurements, maybe do a vertical test. Uh, but I don't expect to see him doing too much to kill his draft stock, wait till his pro day to show off his hands and his route running abilities. Um, Deron Brown from Northern Illinois has been incredible. His name has been shooting up a lot of rumors uh, coming out of Northern Illinois. I mean, his name has been, you know, being raised up here more lately, along with uh, Justin Hardy out of East Carolina. Uh, Rashad Green, I think he's going to have to perform uh, all around at the Combine on his pro day. Uh, because of his size and a lot of people saying, you know, can he play without, you know, a dominant quarterback because his name is getting flirting around with that first, second, third round draft pick choice. So love to see him compete. Love to see what his 40 time is going to look like. Antoine Goodley has been Bryce's petty go-to guy out there in Baylor. Uh, love to see what he's going to do. Defon Futches, I want to see his 40 time out of Michigan. And you get a guy like Dorio Green Beckham. I mean, this guy, they're saying he's the next Randy Moss. Even been saying this guy's name since he was 18 coming out of high school. Love to see what he's going to do. I think he will have to do a, each and every, uh, you know, combine activity that there is to present. I mean, his measurements are going to be sensational. He's standing at good 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six on his better days. Um, love to see what he's going to do at the combine as well. Um, he had his issues off the field being transferred from Missouri didn't play at Oklahoma, had to sit out, and then just threw his name in the draft. Didn't even want to suit up <laughs> as a Sooner and play it down, uh, real game-wise. Uh, but, you know, love to see what he's looking at after a year off. 
Devontae Parker's name's been picked up uh, coming out of Louisville. Uh, he's a big target. Jalen Strong, want to see what his performance is going to look like. Uh, Kevin White out of West Virginia, tons of names. Tight end position is really lacking this season. Uh, want to see how the guy out of Florida State, O'Leary, see what he's going to do. Also, Max Williams' name has been dropped up in there. In Minnesota, offensive line, I mean, I can go on on. The defensive line is looking well. This is a pretty overall deep draft class, and it all starts this week with the combine. Uh, watching the 40s, watching, you know, who's going to run a fast 40, who's going to get their name on that Porsche for the Adidas, and who's going to get that little contract that you get for running the fastest 40s. Uh, one of the greatest times to tune in to uh, NFL Combine, uh, seeing these younger draft picks, you know, before their name, getting the brighter lights, see how they perform. And it starts now. Fortunately, we are out of time. We will be here tomorrow live in studio. Uh, thank you for tuning in, hanging in here with me, Demry Lachey. We'll, I'll be back here tomorrow. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, and we'll get at you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.